Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game around the love of the game. We are United Soccer Coaches. Corner kick, high in the air, still loose. Hang around, the tribe will try to clear it. Loera will pick it out of the air, crosses it back in, turning, Flicky the winner! Yes, that's me, Dean Linky, on Monday night, Raleigh, North Carolina, Dale Soccer Stadium as George Kiefer's North Carolina State Wolfpack with a double overtime thriller over William and Mary to improve to 4-0. They're now number eight in the country, six ACC teams in the top 10, and what a thriller. George Kiefer in his second year after 15 remarkable seasons at the University of South Florida where he took his team to nine of the last 10 NCAAs before going to NC State last year, putting the Wolfpack in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2009 in his very first year. Remember, George Kiefer, he won two titles as a player at Southern Connecticut State under Ray Reed. He was an assistant for Ray Reed for a year or two at Southern Connecticut State, then joined Coach Reed at UConn, where he won a national championship in 2000 after losing the year before in the semifinals. So George Kiefer now at NC State. He's got the Wolfpack rocking and rolling. The goal scorer in that game for NC State, Christoph Schnoyle. He played for Steve Clements, the uber-successful head coach for Tyler Junior College. They've won back-to-back titles. Coach Clements has won six overall at Tyler. He won one at Meridian. He coached Mr. Schnoyle, and he'll join me after our visit with George Kiefer. George Kiefer, Steve Clements, NC State, Tyler Junior College. We'll get it started after this message from Team Snap. Managing your club or league shouldn't feel like a second job. With Team Snap, it doesn't have to. They help customers save their time and sanity on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com slash United. Corner kick, high in the air, still loose. Hang around, the tribe will try to clear it. Loera will pick it out of the air, crosses it back in, turning, Flicky the winner! Snarly! And the Wolfpack is 4-0! What a game, what a reaction. I was so pleased to be able to call that game-winning goal for NC State. And for his reaction, I've told you all about him, George Kiefer getting it done at NC State. George, that goal was pretty sweet. Oh, it was an excellent goal. I thought, uh, you know, three or four guys could have finished it off. So very hungry uh, to get that. It was excellent. All right, let's start with the good news. You're 4-0. and The United Soccer Coaches poll just came out. You're number eight in the country. Our friends down the road at Top Door Soccer, they have you even higher at number four. But uh, this is the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap, number eight in the country. What are you thinking, Coach, 4-0 to start the season? I think that's great for the guys. And, you know, we, we got here about a year and a half ago, and uh, the, the, the players have been working very hard. My staff's been working very hard. So it's nice to be recognized. Uh, by your peers and, and put the guys in, in that sort of position. I'm absolutely thrilled to be reunited with you because, George, you were one of the coaches that got it. Back when for 10 years almost we did the NSCA Game of the Week on Fox Soccer. Of course, NSCA now with the new name, United Soccer Coaches. And pretty much every year you stood up, you raised your hand, you raised the money, you brought us in for those games. You got it right away, the importance of getting your team under the big bright lights, right? Yeah, and you can't... Uh... You can't explain how much exposure you get for that and, and being able to show the atmosphere at the games on, on live television and uh, just uh, it expanded the umbrella of recruiting so much. It was it was a key piece to growing college soccer. All right, we're going to bounce around because uh, it's so great to have you in Raleigh, North Carolina, the NC State Wolfpack. And I said on the broadcast, you know, if NC State is playing great, it's great for the ACC, it's great for college soccer. And I meant it because you've got Duke, you've got North Carolina, you've got Wake. But, you know, when George Tarantini was there and Tab Ramos and that team in the 90s that went to the semifinals with 
Kirk Johnson and so many great players. I mean, to have it back is key. So here we go, George. I already told everybody, 15 great years at South Florida. Nine of the last 10 years, you got your team in the NCAA tournament. You're rocking and rolling down there. Your camps are booming. Everything's going great. But you wanted this NC State job. And the story behind it, I don't want to wait for it. I want to get to it now. So talk about uh, your affinity for NC State, how it developed, and then how you were able to to land yourself in Raleigh. Yeah, it's always been a, a program that uh, you know I, I would keep my eyes on, and, and when you when you look back at uh, when Coach Tarantini had it rolling, and I mean rolling, one of the better programs in the country, uh, crowds at, at Method Road, um, the style they played, uh, but uh, where it ties back to me is Coach Tarantini was drawing a lot of players out of the New York. Long Island area, New Jersey area, uh, so you saw a lot of the top guys going, and that I, you know, I graduated right around that time. So it was always a program that uh, that you looked at, and you know, wow, NC State. Uh, so to be uh, walking the halls here and, and seeing uh, the Wolfpack and, and the Jimmy Valvano quotes all over the place, it's it's like a dream come true. So I did enjoy my time at South Florida, and. The, there were very few jobs that were going to take me out of Tampa, uh, but this this was one of them for sure. Well, and the Jimmy Valvano affinity, though, that was started at UConn when you were there, reminded everybody that he was a great player at Southern Connecticut State, won two D2 championships, assistant coach a couple years with the great Ray Reed, who is a big-time friend of the United Soccer Coaches. Everybody knows that. Ray Reed gets the job at UConn. You go with him, work under him, and during that time, D. Rowe, which I guess was the coach before Jim Calhoun, right? Is that is that the right order of things? I, I don't know the exact order, but he was one of the pioneers for UConn basketball and uh, just so well-liked and, and then moved into a development role by the time I got there. But, you know, when D. walked in the room, everybody knew he was there. You know, you, you work for a guy like Coach Reed, and we get to the University of Connecticut, and, you know, you walk to the left, you got Jim Calhoun, you walk across the hall, you got Gino Oriema, and then right upstairs you got D. Rowe, and you got Coach Reed pushing me to sit down with these people and, and pick their brains. But I would always go up to D. and spend 25, 30 minutes with him. Every week I would go see him. Uh, and uh, he, he would tell me a lot of uh, Jimmy Valvano stories. And, you know, if you, if you look back, D. was one of the pallbearers for uh, Jimmy V's funeral. Uh, that's how close he was with him. Um, you know, he would hand me off books. He would, you know, talk to me about stories when he's in the hospital, about surrounding yourself with people to win and, and just the drive that it takes. And back then they were, you know, they were digging under rocks, driving cars all over the place, cutting up film on VCRs and hard work and blue collar. Uh, mentality and and you know he actually handed me a, a handcrafted painting of Jimmy Valvano that I would ha- I had in my office at USF uh, and now to be walking the halls and seeing these quotes and, and everything I actually called D when I got the job uh, but it's it's a, it's a dream come true to be there. Well, that's incredible. When you were uh, interviewing for the job, did you tell the folks that story as well, that uh, you already had this deep passion for NC State and the Wolfpack? Yeah, I did. I did. I did share it with them. And, uh, you know, the, the, the gentleman who hired me, Raymond Harrison, you know, I hit it off very, very well with him. I actually called Coach Reed and asked if he wouldn't mind making a call for me. And, uh, Coach Reed called me back about 30 minutes later and he said, keep your phone on. Raymond's going to be calling you. It was that fast. Uh, And, um, you know, Raymond and I hit it off from there. But uh, I did share that story for sure. All right, absolutely. All right, coming off a big win over William and Mary on Monday night over at Dale Soccer Stadium. Uh, it's a great sight to see. They've had two great crowds as well, decent amount of people there yesterday as well, and they're going to continue to get great crowds. All right, let's 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 back up the bus and uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell us uh, where you grew up and then how you uh, eventually made a decision to go to Southern Connecticut State. I, I grew up on Long Island, uh, Bayshore, Long Island, and um, played you know youth soccer there. And, um, you know, on Long Island, you had the, you know, Long Island select teams when I was growing up or the Empire State games. 
the state teams, those, those are all big teams to play on. Um, and as, as we got older, all the players from that team formed one team, and actually four of us together decided to go to Southern Connecticut. Um, and, you know, Southern Connecticut's still a top Division two program. Uh, and back when we played, it was, you know, the, there was no age limit. So you're looking at, you know, sometimes 24, 26, 27-year-olds. Um, and it was a great experience for me. Uh, ended up at, uh, at Southern Connecticut and uh, playing for uh, Coach Reed. Um, you know, Coach Reed's uh, programs there and at UConn, just, you know, you work for, for a guy like that, it's like getting from Harvard uh, as far as how to run a, a college soccer program. So it's very, very blessed to be making those decisions, and they, they you know, helped me along the way tremendously. We're here with George Kiefer, the top man for the NC State University men's soccer team, now number eight in the country. We're going to take a break. We come back. We'll hear about his time at UConn as an assistant and how he got the yearning to be a head coach. More with George Kiefer. He's got the Wolfpack rolling. Stay with us. The United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Big smile on my face. Spending time with George Kiefer. It was a great honor to be there on Monday night to call that thriller against William and Mary, a program that also is good friends with United Soccer Coaches. Chris Norris heads up the rankings for Division I men's soccer, does a great job. Of course, he replaced the legendary Al Albert, who's won every award imaginable at United Soccer Coaches. So we'll get to that game in a little bit. But uh, we went to break talking about George's move to UConn with his head coach at Southern Connecticut State, Ray Reed. And what was the great thing about uh, those years uh, at UConn? I mean, you went to back-to-back national championships, won one of them, right? Sure. Yeah, and uh, UConn is, is a well-oiled machine. And you know, when I when I get there, and uh, you know, you walk in the lobby, and, and Mike Trangisi is sitting down with Lou Perkins and Jeff Hathaway, and uh, you know, when when you're showing up at six thirty in the morning, and, and there's fifteen other coaches with you, and you're staying late at night to recruit, you know, it's just a uh, an environment where everybody is working towards winning. So. Um, you know, those, those years were great. I, I can remember, uh, losing at the College Cup in the semifinal to Santa Clara in the fourth overtime. Mm. Uh, and I walked in the locker room and Lou Perkins was sitting inside a locker, uh, all sweaty in a suit, just devastated, um, that we had lost. Uh, and he, he actually gave coach, Read, you know, the, the permission to stay and watch the final. Coach wanted the players to, to see the final. Um, and, you know, you learn, you learn a lot from Coach Reed in that, uh, the minute we lost, I would say 15 minutes after that, we were preparing, um, for the following year. And by preparing, it was getting the team to watch the final. Uh, and it was a 12 month process. And, and luckily at the end of that 12 months, uh, Coach Reed won his, his first Division One championship, and I was happy to be a part of that. Uh, but just all all the things you learn from from recruiting and sitting down with Chris Daly, who's Gino's right hand, how she handles official visits, the itinerary she makes, the correspondence she's sending, uh, then sitting down with Dave Lado, the associate head coach of the men's basketball team, uh, just just learning the ways at the highest levels. Um, you know, I still still use a lot of these things today with the recruitment. It was a great experience um, to be working for Coach Reed there. Uh, you mentioned the word recruitment. At some point, uh, these colleges were starting to recruit George Kiefer. Before you took the USF job, were you close to some other jobs, Coach? I was. I was. I actually um, interviewed at, at Virginia Tech, and I, you know, they, they were excellent in that day. They told me they, they appreciated uh, my interview. They said that uh, they do have somebody else that they're leaning towards, but if he doesn't take it, that I'd be the guy. So uh, what I learned from Coach Reed is finishing second, you don't really get too much. 
but I'm thankful. You know, everything happened for a reason because the Tampa job opened a few months later. All right, so you go down to USF, you're running the Bulls down there, and you. one of the things I liked about you is not only were you putting good teams together, you were instrumental in also trying to create a better environment. And just talk about uh, those 15 years, special moments. I mean, so many visits to the NCAA tournament, that means so many conference titles. Just give us a, a good snapshot of your time in Tampa, Coach. Yeah, the, the progression was 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 fun in that when I first took the job, it was you know Conference USA, um, and I think we were drawing about uh, 200 fans a game, uh, and um, you know coming from from UConn, you have you know the Gold Patrol, which is you know a few thousand deep, and oh, yeah. you know just what it takes to to build that and and having a relationship with the leadership of the goal mouths and uh, helping them, you know, learn the ways of, uh, you know, celebrating a soccer match. And, you know, it's not so traditional when it comes to your football and, and basketball. The, the 90-minute party slogan uh, was important, and we started to slowly, slowly build that uh, where then we started to get seating behind the goals um, and you look at, uh, you know, you look at facilities that have tracks around them, um, and, you know, you look no further than what Sasha's done at Maryland, uh, with the seating behind the goals. And I, I think we started with two small, um, you know, four, four rows high bleachers, uh, but we packed it and then they started getting loud and then we added more and then we added the signboards. Uh, and then sooner or later we were getting a few thousand a game and, I think at, at USF at one point we had a 28 match on Beaton Street. I think it's you know still in the top five in the country um, as far as home winning streaks. And that that was you know great players, uh, but also a very tough environment to come into. Um, so it was fun seeing that growth, and then uh, you know you you look around and you start to meet people in the community. I was lucky to become friends with with. You know, Cornelia Corbett, who was actually the former Tampa Bay Rowdies coach. Um, I sat down with Corny and uh, talked to her about uh, the need for a new soccer-specific stadium. Uh, and, um, you know, she she jumped right on board with that. And her and I sat down and um, went to a lot of design meetings and, you know, figured out how to how to build a, a soccer-specific stadium. And, you know, I think if you look at the Corbett Stadium now in Tampa with the berms behind the goals and, um, you know, the seating and that, it, you know, it always looks packed. It's, it's a good environment. Um, you know, I'd, one of my proudest moments was at playing in Mexico where the place was absolutely packed and the game went to PKs, uh, several thousand people, um, and we actually won that game to advance to the Elite Eight. Uh, and then Corny uh, came down and had had tears in her eyes, and she says, "This was this was the exact vision we had when we built it." Uh, so it was a very rewarding moment. But seeing that progression um, was great. And you always, you know, you you want to take a job, and then when you leave, you want to make sure it's you know, a better place than when you when you arrive. And I think I can probably say that about USF. Yeah, with that, uh, knowing that you know you brought such great players there, Dom Dwyer and Ben Sweat, and the list is endless, uh, what do you remember about how hard it was to call up uh, your administration and say, you know what, it's time for me to move on, I'm going to go to arguably the best conference for men's soccer in the country, the ACC. How hard was that moment when you had to make that call? It, it's it's tough, and it's that's always the, the toughest part, and uh, you, know, you have such strong relationships Relationships with with the players, with with the administration. Uh, I literally just opened a card from Barry Clements. You know, not just people you work with; they become they become friends. Uh, and I, I still remember going into the locker room. Uh, I, was, uh, I was telling telling there there were a lot of people that thought I would retire at USF, and there, there was some times where I thought maybe I would. Um, and having that meeting with the group, uh, you know, I remember it you know, definitely brought about some tears and um, one of the tougher things I had to go through because um, I still had a, a bunch of really good seniors that needed help getting on teams and being placed. Uh, so, you know, those, those, those are 
what makes it, uh, you know, so passionate is those relationships. So when, when I had to move on, it was really difficult. Well, he's bringing that passion to NC State. When we come back, we're going to talk all Wolfpack all the time. And their game winner was scored by a young man, a transfer from Tyler Junior College. You know we love Steve Clemens. He's been a regular on this program because if you win natties, you get on this program. And we'll talk about the relationship between George Kiefer and Steve Clements as well. One more break, more time with George Kiefer in his second season at NC State leading their men's soccer team. Did I mention they're 4-0? United Soccer Coaches provides programs and services that enhance, encourage, and contribute to the development and recognition of soccer coaches, their players, and the game we love. Join today. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Having an absolute blast with George Kiefer, the head coach of the NC State Wolfpack men's soccer team, 4-0 after a double overtime thriller against William and Mary on Monday night, number eight in the country, according to the recently released United Soccer Coaches monster game against Wake Forest at Spry Stadium on Friday night, 7 o'clock. You can catch that one on ACC Network Extra as well. Okay, 15 great years at USF. Thanks so much for telling that story and your appreciation for all that uh, that program did for you to get here. You arrive, there's work to do, and lo and behold, you get a couple wins over top five teams and you make the NCAA tournament the first time since 2009 NC State has been there. Just flash back to last year, first year, new on the scene, and, and that's got that has to be your goal, right? Get to the NCAA tournament and you did it. That was a great experience and you know, I, I think when, when you look at uh, coaches that take over programs you know so so many times the media everybody talks about well he doesn't have his recruits and he doesn't have his players in um, and, and to be honest that uh, that aggravated me a little bit I, I think that's really disrespectful to the players that, that are putting time and that are working hard uh, where the first thing I wanted to accomplish was I wanted to make sure that the guys that were at NC State uh, understood that uh, I'm here with them now and we're in this thing together uh, and they are my guys uh, and I think that's really important. I don't know how you could coach players and, and you're grinding and you're working and first spring we're waking up at 5.30 in the morning uh, really trying to bring some toughness back to the group uh, and these guys did everything I asked so uh, and then when you look at them academically and their GPA is like a 3.47 uh, you talk to different people in the building um, and they have a lot of respect for the players uh, you know I think some games didn't go their way, and you know you can analyze that left and right. But they're good men, um, and I think that was the first thing we established: is that we're in this thing together. And you know, I, if we won five games last year, that's how many games I won. So now, how do we all figure out how to win more? And then, obviously, uh, you know, one of the biggest keys to, to the whole thing. Um, you know, I was on the phone with my associate head coach. Uh, Jeff Nagalia before they even offered me the job and talking through things and I didn't talk too much about what program I was talking about I tried to you know be respectful of that process but uh, you know I made it very clear that if they do offer it to me I'm I'm coming after him hard and uh, you know when you look at his resume and um, worked at Chapel Hill for 10 years won won championships helped me build South Florida when I first got there Uh, you know that was a key and then uh, my captain at USF who was on my staff I wanted to have him with me because he's, he's all about blue collar hard work great guy Kyle Nichols uh, I was fortunate NC State created a new director of soccer position for me. Um, I was able to bring Lindsay uh, with us. Um, and Lindsay is very close with the players with like personal development and helping them build resumes and knows when to say, hey, George, let's look at it this way. You know, not tell me what I want to hear all the time. Uh, so I surrounded myself with, with people that I trust. Um, and then you look at uh, the class, my assistant, you know, we got hired in November. I think the class was, you know, a top 10 class, and usually you're working two years on that. So, 
you bring in six new guys, but then um, you have guys like Julius and Max and Jan and Kel Duvenet, you know, guys that uh, that were already here and blend them. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun putting that all together. A lot of fun. I tell you, that was the perfect segue. I was getting ready to say that uh, you know it also takes great coaches, and you went right to it. I'm so glad that you mentioned your staff because you talked a lot about them before Monday Night Scheme as well. And boy, at the end of the day, you know I've been lucky enough to be around soccer at a high level with the U.S. national team and Major League Soccer and these great college games. But I look at your team, and you've got some studs. I, I want to talk about a few of them. I mean. Manny Perez. So I saw him uh, play a little bit with uh, in North Carolina FC, but he looks like a completely different player as well. And so you deserve a lot of credit. He's going to be for sure on the U.S. Under-20 team. That guy is amazing. Scored the equalizer yesterday. How good is Manny Perez, coach? No, Manny is excellent. And, uh, you know, you look at, uh, at his pedigree, um, and then you look at, uh, you know, John Bradford, who, who actually played for our U.S. youth national teams, who runs NCFC, used to be the former Castle. Um, you know, Manny was, uh, you know, very, very good going forward. Uh, John did an excellent job at, uh, you know, teaching him the little things about, you know, getting into half spaces, beating guys off the dribble. But, you know, he's also a guy that, you know, he's not a guy that just gets there and puts it in. He's, he's getting his eyes up. He's picking out people. Um, and, uh, you know, really, really dynamic player. And, you know, he spent a lot of time with Tab. Uh, Tab has uh, been very instrumental with, with Manny. And, you know, for us, it's just keeping him on track. Uh, just keep pushing him, keep, keep motivating him. Sitting him down, and yeah, he was ACC player of the year. But you know, I told him, look, I think he had a good year. I don't think he had a great year. Uh, and look, now he's four games in. He's got points in every game. Uh, he's on track to to triple what he did in year one. So that that's important. It's also important to have a player in the midfield that reminds you of Tab Ramos. And he's only five foot five. And George, you know, I asked you before the game, who should we spotlight on? You know, we're definitely thinking Manny Perez and maybe Machado is just. And he's like, look, you said you're not going to be able to watch the game without having your eyes get big watching number ten. Man, you are not kidding, David Loera. I mean, five foot five. The guy just gobbles up so much of the ball and of the field. He's fantastic, coach. Yeah, and having a guy like David, that's so good. But David, you know, the game is about sharing, right? The game's about relationships. There's one ball, there's 11 players. When you don't have the ball, you want to get it back. Um, but David is very good uh, at getting all of our pieces to perform at a higher level. He makes everybody on the field better. You know, he's just so electric off the dribble, off the pass. Uh, and that's the stuff that, that, you know, most of the people in the crowd see. The really, really astute people in the crowd also see him without the ball, uh, looking over his shoulder, closing up lanes, picking pockets, uh, where he is an excellent college soccer player. You got more electricity, though. Ivy Brisma, who was electric. And I love how you actually yeah. used the college soccer sub rules because you you know gave him a break. He came back on, was dynamic when he returned. He's awesome. And then, you know, we're going to transfer into the notion of these junior college transfers. So we're going to start with Gabriel Machado, who comes from Monroe College, a great uh, junior college by way of Brazil. He's the ACC Offensive Player of the Week, and he is fantastic, Coach. Gabriel is a, a very good player, and, you know, Monroe does a good job. And, you know, Machado grew up playing for Red Bull Brazil, um, so you know he's gotten a, a very good soccer education. Um, and then you, when, you, when you watch the team a year ago in, in these top, top games, uh, you know, you need players that, that can just calm the game down, that can slow the game down, that can speed the game up. Uh, that can control the tempo, um, and he does a really good job of that. And then very, very dangerous. I don't know if you saw the play last night where, you know, he flipped Manny and Manny roped it off the post. It's just, you know, a lot of guys would have tried to do that on their own, but that extra pass in there, um, you know, is is perfect for what we were looking for, and he's doing a good job for us. 
Oh, I can't wait for you to watch us break down that that uh, play and then the shot from Perez where, I mean, there's not too many people that, I mean, the form he had, Manny Perez, by the way, on that shot, I compared it to Tiger Woods in his prime or a big-time home run hitter, you know, gliding into it or the perfect pass in a football game. I mean, that's how Manny Perez struck that ball. He was unlucky to hit the far post, but you're right, Machado with the great feed. And then later, Machado tried to sneak one in. He had gone far post to the for the goal to Perez. Then he tried to sneak one in near post. He hit the post, Machado did. That was a big-time shot, Coach. Yeah, I, I think we hit the post last night three times, and, you know, the coach starts to think, oh, no. Um, but, uh, you know, you also can say, well, if we weren't creating these chances, it'd be a lot worse. Uh, but, yeah, Machado's good off dead balls. You know, very good at slipping guys. Uh, and then can hit a heavy ball, too. So um, he's a real asset to us. All right. Well, it takes a, a great holding midfielder. It takes a great defense, a good goalkeeper as well. And here you've got a guy, uh, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, which has been great, another junior college transfer. This one from Tyler Community College out in Texas, Steve Clemens. You heard me say it earlier. Such a great friend of it. Christoph Schnoyle with the winner. That guy's a fighter. He's not a big center back, but he gets in there, gets the job done, scores his first career goal for you guys from Tyler, J.C. And talk about uh, him real quickly, but then more importantly, evolve into your relationship with Steve Clemens, your commitment to sometimes filling gaps with these J.C. players and you know knowing that we've got Steve Clemens next. He's pretty fired up because he's got a kid that's uh, scoring goals for UCLA. He's got kids all over the place that are that are playing a, at a high level at Division One now. So talk about uh, Schnoyle and then the fact that you know you like grabbing these JC superstars. Sure, and Christoph is uh, you know an excellent, excellent player, and uh, you know more importantly, he's one of our our captains this year. Uh, and you know when you go and play for for Coach Clements, uh, you learn a lot about the game. But I would tell you, you learn more about life and what it takes to win and the, the little things and, and the grind that he puts you through uh, and the accountability. And you look at how many players are going there uh, and graduating and winning championship after championship after championship. Uh, you know, they, they, become, they become men at Tyler Junior College. And I, I can't remember back when I've had a team that hasn't, had one to four or five guys from from Tyler Junior College, uh, just because they they do um, so much good work for your program in the locker room, but also uh, in the ninety minutes when you're trying to win matches. And uh, you know, I can remember when I first met Coach Clements, I was I was flying into to Meridian, Mississippi, um, to go watch a player by the name of Damani Ralph. Mm. If you remember Damani, yeah. But, uh, Damani was was excellent. In fact, when I sit down with Coach Tarantini, we laugh over lunch uh, because the first thing he says to me is, I don't forget... Uh, because he was in on Damani as well. So we had good laughs about that. Oh, what a great uh, but, story. But, um, you know, Coach Clements, you know, he sat there and he said, Coach, I, I, don't, know, I don't know much about soccer, but I tell you what, I know how to get these boys how to win. I'm, I'm killing his accent, but <laughs> when, when, you, when you sit down with Coach, uh, you know, to, to be fair with, with Steve, it's it's not about players anymore. And it, it, at first, it was to be honest. Um, now it's it's about a friendship. Uh, it's about um, you know going to to sit down and and chat with them. And you know, I, I consulted with him a ton on this move to NC State. Uh, you know, I, I consider him a, a real mentor, and um, you know, and, and again, it's you know, we don't get all of his top players, and, and you know, if we get them, that's great. If we don't, you know, the relationship is so strong. Uh, and uh, one thing people don't know is uh, Coach Clements has a few excellent restaurants in, in Tyler, Texas, that uh, are better than, than any places I've been in the whole U.S. So. If I don't get a plan, at least I'm going to get a good meal and have a ton of laughs with Coach Clemens. He is a, a great man. Oh, that is the perfect segue indeed to Steve Clemens coming up next. George Kiefer. 
top man at NC State, just his second season. He's got his team at 4-0, number eight in the country. George, so great to be in the booth to call that game. Hope to call more. I know I've got the North Carolina game uh, against your Wolfpack. That'll be great. And thanks for your good words on Steve Clemens as well. Best to your family. I know that uh, you got three superstar soccer players. So glad to have you in the Raleigh area. And uh, good luck the rest of the season, Coach. Thanks for being with us. Dean, I appreciate it. And I appreciate what you're doing for college soccer. Thank you very much. Steve Clemens is next. United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Still managing your club or league on paper and spreadsheets? Go paperless with Team Snap. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, they have way fewer paper cuts. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com slash United. Once again, here's Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. If you're listening, you can tell I'm having a great time because... Uh, Big fan of George Kiefer, and as you could hear me say, a big fan of Steve Clemens, and George Kiefer, just as big a fan as well. Their relationship goes way back, as he told you that great story about the first time they met down in the great state of Mississippi, and here he is, big personality, big success, six national championships at Tyler Junior College, 9, 10, 12, 14, and the last two years, runner-up in 2013 and 15, and don't forget, as you think about George Kiefer's story about meeting Steve Steve Clemens down in Mississippi. He won a national championship at Meridian in 2000 as well. He's a winner. Steve Clemens back on the program. Steve, thanks for being with us. Dane, thank you for having us. You know, we had to reach out to you because uh, we did the big game. NC State, they're now 4-0. They beat William & Mary in overtime. For years, George Kiefer had success at USF, bringing in junior college players, many from Tyler J.C. as well. And Christoph Schnoyley. He is a fighter, a bulldog at center back, and he scored the game winner's first ever goal at NC State. And I'll tell you what, it was a mob scene. How happy are you for Christoph and for George, Coach? Well, I'm happy. I'm happy for George. I'm happy for Christoph, especially being an old uh, one of our old guys. And the team was probably in as much shock as, as we were that he scored a goal. So <laughs> no wonder they dogpiled him. Eh? <laughs> Well, <laughs> Being a center back, he doesn't get a lot of goals, so we're proud of him. We're excited. Yeah, his celebration was great as well. And you've got other guys scoring goals. you got a player at UCLA. I'll have UCLA in Maryland on Friday night on the Big Ten Now we got players all over the place at big schools having success. Tell us a little bit about it, Coach. Yeah, you know, uh, Yazid, I mean, uh, talking about UCLA, you got uh, uh, Muhammad Kamara. He's got three goals for him, and um uh, in the three games. One of them was on ESPN, you know, was one of their highlights. And then um, uh, it was a great goal. He chipped the keeper. And then uh, Yazid Matthews has got a goal over at Coastal. So we got guys scoring goals everywhere right now. We're excited. Well, and George Kiefer talked about the fact that uh, you just don't prepare players. You prepare young men to be men. I think that's the ultimate compliment, Coach. And he even said at the end he was the perfect segue leading up to you that, you know, for you now, it's, you know, not just about winning. You know, yeah, you're having success, but it's much bigger than winning. Talk about your role at Tyler and how you're preparing these uh, kids to you know play at a higher level and go on to life at a higher level well a lot of people will give you lip service on this stuff uh, Dean but I am a firm believer that the you know there's a lot bigger mission to what we're doing than just uh, winning soccer games it is uh, absolutely trying to prepare these guys for down the road and you know the key you know it's like we preach we preach college degrees you know we want you to get that education and get through school and um you know we also want you to be prepared to have a job you know because um uh you know to work after and um um you know and and i guess what we want to do is is help our players get every edge they can toward um, you know, being successful in life down the road. You know, I take pride, Dean, and uh, our guys will go off on a recruiting visit for a weekend, and uh, I get a call back from the coach and tell me that of all the players that were there on the visit, that our guys were the only ones that said thank you after the meal. You know, I mean, we want, you know, there's just a lot more to this as far as just our guys. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of former players now, Dean, even hiring former players. You know, we've got some very successful guys in business. And, um, 
and now they're putting these guys. We put two guys on Wall Street last year, you know, former players. And it's um, again, it's the service after the after the sale. I just think that um, if they gave us two years and worked as hard as we're going to ask them to work, we want to be there for them, you know, and support them down the road and prepare them, you know. So well said. And I, I got to tell you, George Kiefer tried and failed miserably at doing a Steve Clements accent. I think it's way too hard when you grew up in Long Island. To, 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 <laughs> yeah, you, you, you if, you want, if you want a good impression, you call Kyle Tim at the assistant at Coastal Carolina. I think Kyle does it better than anybody, my old assistant and player. I think he's the best at it. Well, we'll bring him on as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. And I love how you talk about the importance of you know building these young men and you know the other thing you're doing though you you are also you know elevating them to go play at these big schools and George talked about his relationship with you that started down at Mississippi when you were at Meridian. Uh, Steve, how do you do it, though? Because to me, it reminds me of like a big-time high school football program. And I'm even thinking of the movie The Blind Side, where all the coaches are there to watch Michael Orr, and then the coach has to deal with it. You know, he, the coach really likes Philip Fulmer. He doesn't like Nick Saban. And I mean, how do you do it when you've got Jorge Salcedo knocking at your door and Tim Bombsteeg and George Kiefer and coaches from all over the country? How do you manage all of those relationships as uh, they're looking at uh, your, the fine players on your team? I mean, the main thing for us is, uh, you know, we let them, you know, pick the players that they like. I always say there's a reason when you go to Baskin-Robbins, there's lots of flavors, you know, because, it's, you know, different pl- coaches like different things. So, you know, we like it when they tell us who they like. And then, um, you know, we give them the background on that guy. And then it's all got to fit, you know. And, and, and again, we're – we're up front. We're honest with everybody. Um, we, 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 we just don't, we don't sneak around behind the bushes with our players. You know, we're not trying to, you know, we want the player to make the decision. You know, we, we will guide the player. The main thing we try to do is just make sure the player doesn't get beat up, Dean. And when I say that, um, just the process can be overwhelming, you know, so we're very protective of, of, of of our players' communication with the next schools, just from the angle of you know we we prefer they not really uh, you know do their visiting and their you know their main conversations till after our season. I mean during our season we do let them talk back and forth some, but but you know we 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 you know I, I tell four year coaches all the time, Dean, that you know what what you are to us is what agents are to them sometimes. You know what I'm saying it can be a real distraction and and you know you want that player to enjoy his time here enjoy the process done in a healthy professional manner um, and then move on and get to make his choice without just getting destroyed by car salesmen you know and I and again we we've been very fortunate that everybody's been awfully respectful of us and and really worked with us in our system of trying to recruit our players and and I think they know that we're not gonna, we're not pushing them a certain place. I mean, that, that player needs to make that decision. And, and, um, and, uh, but, 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 but they're, they're again, the people that we deal with on a year in and year out basis are nothing short of professional and just, just outstanding to work with, Dean. So we, you know, we, we love all that. We, that's all part of the process of, again, helping them get to the next stage from point A to point B in life, you know? George told his version of the story. Uh, what do you remember about forming that relationship with George and what has uh, kept the relationship so strong over the years? Well, I tell you, George, you know, there's those, those guys you've worked with through the years years and you know there's just guys who you felt like the way they dealt with your players the way they dealt with us the way they um you know george had a real eye for a player in my opinion you know he knew what good players looked like he's you know george again i deal with everybody you know i deal with everybody and i and and traditionally you know i deal with head coaches some but we deal with a lot of assistants and and i have a lot of head coaches that'll call me and say you know ask you know they're interviewing somebody they'll ask me what did i think of the assistant you know at another school you know when they're hiring and stuff and then and what it is is I, I can tell you who's good at it, you know. And and George was, I mean, he's tops. I mean, George could recruit, you know. And uh, he came into Meridian, and you got to remember, Demonte Ralph, who was later MLS Rookie of the Year and signed for millions of dollars in Russia, you know. But that player, Demonte, was the first guy. I mean, everybody in the nation was 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 recruiting, um, uh, and they were just flying into Meridian to try to get. 
him to choose their school, you know, to be one of the places that he visited. And um, and so George, um, of course, you know, Coach Reed was putting that heat on. <laughs> but anyway, with George, uh, George, um, he just um, – we just hit it off, you know, and, and again, I just thought he was professional in the way he handled everything. He was class, and he ended up getting Andrew McLeod and Demonte Ralph off of that team. And, I mean, that was, you know, I guess we met in 98 um, and really got to know each other 99, 2000, somewhere in there. So, uh, you know, we go way, way back without question. You know, we've had a lot of players go to his school, and to be honest with you, they've, 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 you know, you you have players go lots of places, and some places it seems like more have issues than others. And um, and I can honestly say I don't recall ever sending a player, uh, you know, to George where our, any of our guys have ever had any issues. You know, it's just always been, you know, honest and forthcoming, and it's been great. Steve, he also said that uh, he felt like your counsel was important when he was pursuing this opportunity at NC State after 15 amazing seasons down at South Florida in Tampa. What do you remember about him reaching out to you to say, hey, I'm going to go for this NC State job? You know, I, I do remember that. I mean, we, we talked well early in that process. And um, um, again, you know, the ACC, that's, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to, you know, argue about against, uh, I would think, any job in that league, you know, certainly the best league in the country, certainly a chance that, uh, you know, a conference that, you know, if you just break even and win, you have a chance, generally speaking, to compete for a national championship. I mean, more teams are going out of that league than anybody. The playoffs, if you look through the past, you know, years. And um, um, so, um you know, again, I, I think it was a great move for him, and I think uh, it's been a great move for NC State. And so I think he – I know he'll do a great job there. But, you know, I, I, I go way back with a lot of these guys nowadays, um, Dean, and it's 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 a lot of fun. And, and again, the, the guys that I started working with that were all those assistants back in the day when I was at Meridian have now become the head coaches, you know, mm-hmm. so – so it's just some long time relationships with a lot of people, and it's just, um, gosh, it's I, 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 I'm the luckiest guy on earth because I get to work with all of them. You know, it's yeah. um, uh, a lot of times they're competing against one another, so that friendship isn't all. You know what I'm saying? There's always yeah, yeah. a competitiveness there, but for me, shoot, I get you know they, they you know it's kind of like I say all the time. They need us more than we need them. So. <laughs> We have a great relationship. Yeah. We have a great relationship with all of them, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that's a great place yeah. to be. Well, as you know, United Soccer Coaches uh, also does a great job paying attention to D two, D three, and junior college, recognizing the coaches of the year. And of course, you won it again. I'm seeing here you started your season three and and0 smoked Blinn College. Those first couple games were tough, though. Jacksonville College three two, Angelina College one nothing. Uh, you going to be able to run the table here, Steve? Looks like there's some teams that uh, can. Oh, I- it's it's early, Dean. It's early, and 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 you know we're always kind of late. Uh, if you if you look at our scores through the years, we're usually we're usually a while getting kind of things going. Honestly, we start later than a lot of people, and we're always slow getting off the blocks. But um, but you know everybody plays us hard, you know. And then Jacksonville did a great job, I and mean, they play us hard. I mean, every game out we get played very hard, which of course makes our team better. And I think that's one of the reasons we've been successful at the end of the year. Uh, so many times that we've been fortunate enough to get everybody's best game which again is making us better so looking at this team now the the players that are essentially for lack of a better word seniors uh, players that are in their second year how many do you think uh, can play at uh, division one level next year if you had to guess uh, two three four five how many you got there coach you know, traditionally, and uh, this is a smaller class than most. I want to say we have about eight sophomores right now. But, you know, we sign out, Dean, if you look across the years, we're signing 11 and 12 guys out a year traditionally in the Division One soccer. Mm. But it's, um, you know, there's a place for everybody. That's what I say. And it, it's, um, um, there, you know, all of the players we have are traditionally, you know, of the level to play in that division somewhere you know now it's a matter of getting worked out the right the appropriate 
uh, school, the appropriate amount of money. Uh, you know, our guys have to make their grades to help combine scholarships sometimes, you know. So, so you know, our guys have they, they, they have to play well and they have to make grades. And so, um, but, but, but we have most all of our guys will have the opportunity um, to, to go and um, – uh, now it's just a matter of piecing together the right place. But, you know, I'd say there's there's probably three on our roster today that are maybe a fourth, you know, that everybody in the country, you know, lots of schools will will draw, you know, the, the, they'll draw the attention from a lot of places. All right, finally, uh, the Stanford Cardinal, they've won three in a row at the D1 level. They're going for four. You're going for three in a row. What's got to go right for you to get three in a row, back to back to back? Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no wrong injury at the wrong time, yep. no wrong card at the wrong time. You know, there's so many things that are beyond our control, you know. but And then, of course, your players, you know, it's a large freshman class, so those guys have got to, you know, uh, pull together and learn to play together. So there's a lot of, lot of things, and and like I say, so much of it's beyond your control. But uh, and getting back to your other point, Dean of uh, paying, it, we we can't thank you enough at the junior college level for for you know um, um, all that the organization does. I mean, United Soccer Coach Association is outstanding, and and um, it's it's just um, again. A lot of times we probably get overlooked at some level, but 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 I think that organization really has done a great job of of of, of being attentive to all levels of soccer, and we we thank them for that. And you and you too, Dean. You've you've been great. Oh, I appreciate of- that. Thank you so much. Well, listen. Uh, last thing here, and I'm going to ask you to tell me to say something to both of them. I'll be in Maryland on Thursday to get ready for that UCLA game. So well, the young well. man there, I'm going to go up to him and say, hey, Steve Clemens told me to tell you what. And then I got next week. I'm back at NC State. I want to tell Kristoff something. What do I tell those guys? You said, Coach. Well, you tell uh, you tell Kamar to score goals. You know, both <laughs> Sasha and Jorge recruited <laughs> recruited uh, Muhammad pretty hard. So that's going to be an interesting contest. And uh, but yeah, score goals. As, long, as like I say, as long as you're scoring goals, you'll always have a job in this game. I've learned that about guys that score goals. So. And for Kristoff, uh, keep him out of the goal because he um, and it, he'll he'll know that sounds just like me. But he, uh, um, you keep him out of that net, and he'll ha- he'll have a job. And he is so smart back there. Both of those are great players, and just and you know what, they're great people too, Dean. So that's um, that's fun. All right, I'm going to tell Muhammad score goals directly from Tyler, Steve Clemens, and I'll tell <laughs> Kristoff right. keep him out of the goals, and I'll try to have that big old Steve Clemens laugh right behind it if I can. You, you, and look, try to sound about as country, like a miss, as good a Mississippi slash Texas accent <laughs> as you can throw out there, Dean. Uh, you bring a smile to my face, Steve. Congrats on all your success, and thanks for what, for what you're doing for these teams at the D1 level, too. These are big-time players, and as you said, big-time people. So are you. Steve Clemens, top man at Tyler Junior College, going for his third straight title, seven overall at Tyler. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Thanks, Dean. And that's going to wrap up this week's United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. George Kiefer, the head coach for the NC State men's soccer team. Steve Clements, the head coach for the Tyler Junior College men's soccer team. He's got big-time players all over the D1 level, including Christoph Schnoyle. He scored that goal that started the show for NC State to push them to 4-0. I want to thank Mike Knipper, Sean Chevrel, Pat Madden with an assist, telling me that six ACC teams are in the the top 10 even before we went on the air that was big time as well united soccer coaches appreciate you i appreciate you dean linky back at you next week with another show by being a member of the united soccer coaches you are a part of the world's largest network of soccer coaches here you can find coaches who are passionate about bettering themselves and their players go to unitedsoccercoaches.org to find out more